Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Coach the Coach Radio. Brought to you by the Business Radio X Ambassador Program. The no-cost business development strategy for coaches who want to spend more time serving local business clients and less time selling them. Go to brxambassador.com to learn more. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Coach the Coach Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Lisa Danforth with Lisa Danforth Coaching. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you, Lee. I'm super excited to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about your practice, uh, who you're serving, and how do you do it? Excellent question. Uh, I serve established business owners, entrepreneurs in taking their business who that is successful, but they're sort of feeling a lack of fulfillment, lack of joy. There's definitely something missing because they've missed the journey along the way. Uh, And I absolutely love serving them because they've driven themselves to the point where they have achieved the success. And now they're really realizing that, okay, we need to pause and make sure that we've got Uh, that elusive work-life balance, that we're being more intentional, and it impacts every area of their life and their business. Now, um, from having done this work for a minute, how have you found, um, like, is there usually something that occurs in the entrepreneur that says, you know what, maybe I've been defining success a little too narrowly? Excellent question. A great example is this. I've been working with someone who's in the real estate business and they've been in it for about 20 years. And she said, you know, it's, I'm finally at that place where I'm working with the clients I want to be working with and I'm making the money that I want to be making, but something's missing. This isn't what I expected and it's not what I wanted. So that's, that right there is sort of the, the component of, you know what, I, I need to be more intentional because it's not just checking things off the to-do list. It's not just making the money. It's who you become along the way and the impact that you can make. But is, does something occur like this, a light bulb go off or does a life event happen or does like, you know, somebody like a best friend die? Like, is there something that occurs externally that um, kind of gives them this nudge that maybe, you know, they put that ladder of success maybe on the wrong building? You know, I will, I will have to say that predominantly, no, it is an internal barometer that it, that sort of goes off of, again, I've been working my butt off for the last 20 years. I'm at that point where I said was success for me, but I'm not feeling fulfilled. I'm, in fact, there, there's a lack of fulfillment. There's a lack of joy. And I've invested 20 years of my life in this. So it's more of an internal um, trigger that they're recognizing, wait a minute, there's, there's something that I'm missing. So it's something that they are uh, just coming upon themselves. They're realizing that, hey, I'm working. I got all the stuff that I thought I thought was important. It looks from the outside that maybe I have the, you know, an ideal situation, but something I'm feeling some kind of gap or some hole here. Exactly. Lacking. It's lacking fulfillment. And it's hard to put really words to it. And that's where I find most people struggle. And then they have this sort of um, almost a shame around, you know, I'm experiencing this amazing success. And on the outside, I look hugely successful, but on the inside, I'm struggling. And then it's hard because it can really, it can trip them up in uh, seeking 
the support, the advice, the, the direction that's going to help them move out of that space. Now, do you just think that this is part of the evolution of a human in their journey uh, during their life that they come to this point of kind of maybe reassessing priorities? Or is this something that, you know, once you've checked so many boxes, this is the next logical box to check? I think it's more everyone's journey is different. So there, I believe, along our path, we're going to recognize, wait a minute, this isn't what I want, or we're going to reprioritize. I think uh, the pandemic really had people stop and say, are these really my priorities? Is this what I want to be doing? That is a big external sort of marker that, that shifts things up. But it's really along the way, it could be starting out, it could be midway, it could be at the end. But it's just being able to, to pause and look at these, these priorities that I said were mine, that I've been working so hard for, aren't giving me that feeling, that result, whatever it is that I wanted. So some people are blessed and they, and they are able to recognize it before they're so far along with the path. Others wind up, you know, like I said, after 20 years saying, this isn't what I expected and it's not what I wanted. So once they come to you and they have this kind of um, epiphany that life could be different and could be better, what are some of the kind of things you're discussing early on in the relationship? Oh, excellent question. It's interesting because I'm a business strategist and where I normally start with are more of the soft skills. We gain a lot of clarity on who they are, what their identity is, what their beliefs are. Our beliefs drive our behavior and our behavior creates the results that we're experiencing. So for me, the work I, I start with is more developmental or more holistic, whichever one you prefer. And then we move into more of the strategic of, of getting clear on exactly what it is that they want and the priorities that they need to take in order to get there, the priorities and the actions. Can you share a story of maybe a client you work with, obviously don't name any names, but maybe explain the struggle that they were having and then through working with you, maybe uh, the, uh, the different, the up-leveling that maybe occurred after working with you? Sure. One of them was a, a business owner, but she also worked full time for another um, business. And she had been saying for about a year and a half, two years that she was going to launch full time into her business by you know at August. She kept dropping the ball, missing deadlines, doing all sorts of stuff that is really not in alignment with who she is. And as her coach, I get to see, okay, this is not normal. So then I held up the mirror and just was like, can we chat about this? This, you know, you've consistently committing to things and it's not happening. Do you really want to be doing this in the future? Is this something that is important to you? Is this goal still what, what you're shooting for? And she broke down into tears and said, you know, I didn't expect to cry. I didn't expect to talk about this, but this is the first time in my life that I'm comfortable and I don't want to disrupt the apple cart. So we had to step back and pivot and go, okay just because you've told all sorts of people and that's what was tripping her up she's like i've told everyone everyone's expecting me to go full-time in my business you know at this certain date that's what was tripping her up she wasn't listening to her internal you know voice that's saying this is this is not what i want right now so when we stepped back we paused and we gained clarity she could then move forward with intention of, okay, I do want this. It's just not right now. And we put a strategy in, in place that's in alignment with the person that she is, with the business that she wanted to build because we took some time to pause. Now, do you, 
outcome and be intentional in our actions moving her actions moving forward for the next year. Now, do you think that um, part of your secret sauce when you're working with clients is your entrepreneurial background, like of having kind of lived through a lot of the challenges that maybe some of the clients have lived or going through right now that that you can see things kind of through a lens of somebody who's already kind of been there? That's definitely a component of it. I can see where my mindset, my beliefs have tripped me up in, you know, stating that I want one thing, but behaving and acting in another way. So I can kind of see what's, I, I see what's not being said or hear what's not being said. And I see what's going on. I like to say, I sort of, I, I, the golden thread that weaves the tapestry of their life where there's inside of it all, they, they're having a hard time recognizing it. So yes, as a business owner, as a 28-year entrepreneur, I definitely am able to see trip-ups along the way that someone else can't see for themselves, but also just, I've, I have been there. So creating that space for people to, as I call, look in the mirror and see what it is that they're choosing to do that's tripping them up so that they can then explore it in a very safe and vulnerable way instead of you know, not wanting to pause and to look at what's going on through their mind and, and what the actions are that they're taking that are out of alignment with the goals that they keep saying that they want to achieve. Now, can you talk a little bit about your backstory of what got you from being an entrepreneur and a business owner to not, I'm not saying that you're not one now as a coach, but to move into the coaching um, as a, as a kind of a calling, it sounds like. It is absolutely a calling. It, it came to me, came in front of me when my youngest son uh, was a probably two years old, very difficult child, sweet little guy, but very difficult. And I was introduced to Adlerian psychology. And I, it absolutely helped with the parenting style, um, showing up and just being supportive. I learned that there was a coaching arm of uh, the Adler School of Coaching. And I investigated that because the philosophy was so supportive and people being who they are, building a community and showing up authentically. And I started exploring uh, coaching at that point. And I just absolutely fell in love with it. And then, so you went from, you know, doing the work that you were doing to then starting a coaching practice? So at that point I was catering and I tried for about two years to uh, to do both coaching and catering, but catering, we had a very successful boutique catering company. And then I also had a successful uh, barbecue company as well. And it was just overwhelming. It was consuming to try to do both. So the coaching kept getting put on the back burner. And then I just decided that this is, and I'd been in the business for 14 years. I was going to finish through the end of the year. I didn't take on any new gigs for the following year. And I just, I walked away because it was, it was consuming me. It was, you know, before my eyes even opened in the morning, my brain was going and I, it just, everything inside of me said it, something needs to shift. And the coaching is, is the avenue that I need to go down, even though I had a hugely successful catering business and people telling me that I, I can't stop catering. Um, I decided to just choose to go with my heart, go with my intuition and trust that I knew what it was that was going to fill me up. And then when you went to the market as a coach, did were you getting your clients from previous clients that you've had in your other businesses or was or was this a whole new group of people that you were serving? A whole new group of people that I was serving. Uh, for me, it was networking, 
getting out and going to conferences, which has been a little difficult this last year, by all means. But networking, um, connecting with people, reaching out to contacts and, and colleagues and whatnot, just to sort of meet and let them know what I'm up to. Now, any advice for the new coach out there that uh, might be, you know, along that same path as you, where you were doing one thing and now you're doing this new thing? Um, is that your recommendation is to kind of lean into this and just start talking to folks? I think that's the best thing is to reach out. So often we want to do what, what I've heard is called is um, design at the whiteboard. So we create all of these programs. We do all of these things without getting it out there and talking to people, asking them if they're interested, asking what it is that they need and really sitting down and connecting with the person and seeing if what we want to do is something that people will pay for. So just putting yourself out there, being vulnerable and saying, here's what I do. When I started owning the work that I do, when I when I first graduated or was certified through, I, I actually wound up getting certified through CTI Coaches Training Institute. Uh, I came out and I was a mindset coach. But the people that I spoke with would say, oh, this is exactly what I need. But when I'm successful, I'll come back and I'll get the mindset coaching. So I shifted things around. What I'm doing right now is essentially the same thing, but I'm a business strategist. I would have just trusted that I knew where my gifts are and continue on that path instead of trying to morph myself to fit into um, what someone else is looking for. The more I have um, leaned into my authenticity, the more the clients have come, the more impact that I've made, the more income that I've made. So my, my insight would be trust yourself, trust your intuition, uh, and put it out there and just speak with people about it. Now, when you frame the relationship or you frame what you're doing as business strategy, does that, uh, do people come to you with business problems and then you kind of move them into coaching uh, around kind of the mindset and the other things that you do? Or so is that like kind of a point of entry where that opens their mind to, okay, this is Lisa, someone I need to talk to? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, they come to me for business. But with the understanding, I always I do a, a call with them just to connect and see if we're a good fit. So I'm very clear up front of, you know, we're not going to jump right into strategy. We're going to look at the areas that have been tripping you up, that you're not implementing the strategy, that you're not making the traction that you want. Our beliefs, again, drive our behavior. So I have that conversation with them and they can see where they're tripping themselves up. They can see where I have shiny object syndrome. Um, I'm in overwhelm. I keep saying yes to too many things. And they can see how those soft skills, which are really the real skills of your business, are tripping them up in creating the income and the impact that they want to be making. And then so, so they don't initially come to you and go, you know, I'm thinking of building a new plant in Des Moines. You know, so you're not talking about kind of the nuts and bolts of the strategy of a given business. It's more the nuts and bolts of how they kind of go about doing their business. The strategy of approaching their business, the strategy of um, of life and business, mm -hmm. because they're not mutually exclusive, they're interdependent. So it's very important to devise a strategy, again, that is in alignment with who we are as an individual, but in alignment with the business person that we are. One business model does not fit everyone's business model. It doesn't matter if it's 
you know, a, a plant in Des Moines or, or if it's a, a yoga studio, one business model doesn't work, but so often we're trying to fit it in that way. And that's where the struggle comes into play. Now, uh, are you finding that your clients are of a certain age or your clients kind of at different stages of their career? So you might have some young folks, you might have some older folks. It's just a mix of people when this kind of light bulb moment comes up. Yeah, there's no real demographic or even really psychographics. It's more value graphics. So what are the values? We, we make choices that are in alignment with our values, what's important to us. I will say I don't work with new business owners. Um, that's not where my brilliance, my jam comes through. It's, it's established business owners. So they could be you know, 22, but they have an established business. They could be 62 and have you know, a brand new business, but I just don't work with, with people who are starting out brand new. They've gotten their business to a certain level of success, and they're realizing that they need to, to make some changes, augment, double down, let go of, and reprioritize what it is that they're going for and why they're doing it. Now, if there's someone out there that wants to learn more about your practice and get a hold of you or somebody on your team, uh, is there a website? There is. Thank you for asking me. It's lisadanforth.com. And then the social media platform that I, I'm on is LinkedIn. So just Lisa Danforth on LinkedIn. And that's L-I-S-A-D-A-N-F-O-R-T-H.com. Lisa, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Thank you for having me, Leah. I really appreciate it. Well, congratulations on all the success. You're doing important work, and we appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, this is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Coach the Coach Radio. Yeah.